On today's show, to close out 2022 and welcome 2023, we're going to offer some things you should keep an eye on if you are planning to retire next year. And now, the Texas Financial Advisory Radio Show with Brooklyn Chandler Willard. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is the Texas Financial Advisory Radio Show with Brooklyn Chandler Willie. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Brooklyn is, of course, president and CEO of Texas Financial Advisory in San Antonio, an independent fiduciary with a bunch of experience. That is Brooklyn. Hi, how are you? Hey, Steve. I like that. Just bundle, just bundle it all up. Yeah, you got it all. <laughs> the um, the everything, <laughs> everything good? Having a, you know, staying, uh, staying warm? I mean, it's not too cold where, where yeah. you are. I mean, it's it's typical Texas weather, bipolar, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I understand that. The, <laughs> so, you know, we read a lot about, um, you know, this potential recession and uh, is there going to be one, isn't there? I mean, whether or not there is, I think there are things that we should be aware of as we get into the new year. And and one of them is understanding, and we've talked about this before, but that sequence of returns risk is huge. Yeah, it is definitely something that can um, really impede your retirement as well as, uh, you know, create a lot of anxiety and worry in your life. And so um, just just to kind of recap what the sequence of return is, because not everyone knows that terminology, but the best way to think about it is if we look back at, at let's say the decade of 2000 to 2010. Okay. It was, you know, we had the dot-com bubble bubble at the beginning of 2000, right? Y2K was going to happen. The world was going to shut down, right? You Mm -hmm. couldn't have anything. I remember, I I, I was, uh, so let's see, I was in college during Y2K and our, at Baylor, they sent an email out that we couldn't have anything plugged in, like (laughs) in your whole house. Wow, really? Yeah, I remember this vividly. I was we were like all walking around our and I lived in this little bitty shack. And when I was in college, I never paid more than three hundred dollars a month for um for rent, which was sticker shock when I moved to San Antonio. But, <laughs> um and, and I know who am I to complain now? I mean with the prices the way they are now. But back then, so I mean, like we didn't even have like central air and heat. Like we had window units and, and space heaters like that's oh, how we survived um and but we had to unplug everything and then you just like held your breath you know when once it turned midnight but point being the stock market crashed in you know 2000 uh, 2001 2002 um and so you know that's that was one whammy of that decade and then we went into the mortgage crisis which is another whammy of that decade and then um you know coming out of it so in that 10 year span if you had whatever you'd put in at the beginning of that 10 years you probably were not even even by the end of the 10 years and then let's just throw in taking money out of those accounts um you know, that that really put a fear in people that they could run out of money because the market was taking and they were taking from it. But if you had reversed the returns and given, you know, the the returns of 2009, 2010, like those ending years um, of the decade up first, so reverse the sequence of returns, right? Mm-hmm. Then you actually would still have more money than you started with, even though you're taking out income. So it's it's literally 
you know, again, whenever you are putting your income in the hands of Wall Street, it becomes very dangerous. And so people want some sort of certainty, some sort of guarantees. And, um, you know, here at Texas Financial Advisory, our that's that's our task. Like that's that's like what we're good at is putting together income plans for people to have confidence going into retirement so that that if they do walk into a bear market, um, that they're not going to have to go back to work in five years because their withdrawals plus the market withdrawals has depleted their accounts. So, you know, it's really crucial when we build out our plans, which is, you know, step one. Um, and a lot of people think they have a plan, but all they have is really statements from their custodian. Now, I'll give it to you. A lot of these 401k plans, so on and so forth, have gotten pretty creative with their statements where they say, if you keep investing like this in 10 years, you can take out $100,000 a year or some, some sort of estimate. Well, and that gives people a little bit of false false hope because, again, that that is that is a projected, not a guaranteed um, income for that 401k. So we just gotta, we gotta look at everything in perspective and, and figure out what's the right fit for you versus just a generalized approach, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and how do we avoid that? In other words, if, if I'm gonna retire, you're taking a look at my plan going, okay, we need to rearrange some things here. Is that what you do? Right, and, and again, it's, it, it's, there's not like a, um, set time. It's not like when you are going through grade school and then you go to high school and, you know, there's everyone's going through it at the same time. Um, it, this could be five years out from your retirement. It could be 10 years out from your retirement. It could have been five years after your retirement. Sure. So it's when it's the right time for you to, you know, really come on, come up with a customized plan for yourself and your family. Um, because, you know, in reality, even if it's just you, um, if you could help someone else in your family, even by, you know, either right now while you're still alive or as a leave behind as a legacy that that's made more out of what you've worked hard to save for. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, that's also why we talk a lot about tax planning, because we want to make sure if you've worked really hard for all this money that you don't end up giving, a you know, an exorbitant amount of that in taxes to um, our not so favorite Uncle Sam. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, so we're talking about uh, some tips that we're offering to help folks sort of get through and, and over into 2023, because there's a lot of still a lot of unknowns. Inflation, we've talked about it many times, uh, Brooklyn. And uh, I think the, the, the line here is lose your fear of inflation. I think that's a good idea. Not easy to do, but I think it's important to at least look at it that way. Right. And I mean, nothing strikes fear in uh, retirees' hearts like inflation because a lot of retirees have created a fixed um, budget, right? And then they are, they've got this matching income knowing that they're not going to go back out there and regenerate their, their nest egg. But uh, the, the reality of it is that not all inflation is created equal. Um, you know, we've got the consumer price index, for example, and that, uh, it tries to capture the activity of all U.S. consumers. So it's kind of generalized, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that's how you spend. Um, and so when we put together income plans for our clients, historically, we've been kind of giving a buffer of about two and a half percent. And it's interesting because I, I see people not even really 
utilizing that through retirement, that they'd rather just keep taking what they're taking as a fixed income and then let the rest continue to accumulate. Um, but I, I'd say this year has been kind of an anomaly, not so much for our retirees, but they're having to help their loved ones because their their kids' salary is not keeping up with inflation or the cost of living and the cost of raising kids and you know all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so we've seen people need to take more money out, not necessarily for themselves, but to help their loved ones in order to get through this phase that we're in, right? Um, and, and so for us, when we're looking at mapping out things for clients, really it's not so much the spendability of their money. It's also the things like their property taxes that are going up, right? Mm-hmm. Even if they are at, at a fixed rate, that doesn't mean that, that your, your total property taxes, you still pay more. So that's one thing. Healthcare costs, again, that is just enormous when it comes to um, a, a factor of retirement that you cannot control and can really just eat into a nest egg, right? I mean, those surprise medical bills are are just flat out dangerous. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you know, right now the consumer price index are saying it's close to seven, eight percent, um, and it's gonna stay that way. But I mean, I, I I'm not seeing it as bad here in the central South Texas region. I mean, yes, there are things like We've seen above, you know, an increase in groceries, increase of gas like that. That is true. Um, But we really have been living in in this area, just kind of inflated rates of real estate and things. And so that's what I'm saying. The property taxes for our established um, residents, when you used to paying one thing and now your your property taxes are doubling and tripling, um, that that's that that can be very stressful and crippling to sure. your overall uh, retirement planning. Yeah, exactly. Well, I tell you what, we're up against the clock, Brooklyn. Let's, let's go ahead and invite folks to call. So, you know, again, we talk a lot about different things on the show and each week it's, it changes and, you know, we're in the end of the year going into next year. It's really a great time to kind of regroup, um, get organized as far as what's going on with your investments. You know, maybe you've just kind of kept your eyes closed or, not really known what to do or when to make a change. Um, you know, maybe you're telling yourself, I'll just wait till the election's over. Well, guess what? It's over and there's another election coming up, right? Always it's always is, changing. Huh? <laughs> so, um, you know, here we are, we've cleared out our calendar uh, to meet with myself or one of the advisors here at Texas Financial Advisory, just to come in and have a conversation about what you're doing to see if there is something there that we can help you with. If not, that's okay. We're not the, you know, we're not the right fit for everybody, And we could probably steer you in the right direction to uh, find the right advisor for you. Um, But again, just take a moment out of time. Take care of yourself first and foremost, right? By looking at your, your getting together your plan. The odds are you don't have a plan together yet. And so um, there's no cost for that consultation. The number here is 844-832-7469, 844-TFA-SHOW. Sounds great, Brooklyn. Folks, make that call and we're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back right after this. Planning for income in retirement is one key to success. How do we begin and what do we do first? When we come back, we'll outline questions you should answer as you begin that all-important retirement and income plan.
we're back on the Texas Financial Advisory Radio Show with Brooklyn Chandler Williams, Steve Siddall, and of course, Brooklyn President and CEO of Texas Financial Advisory. And, uh, you know, again, that first segment was fun because we, we kind of talked about some important things. And this, I like this list of questions that, that basically, you know, listeners should, should answer. Do you think? Right. I mean, are it's... these questions that you might ask? Well, I think that if I wasn't in what I'm in now, I wouldn't know to ask these questions. Ah, I think about that so often. Like if I was in a different industry or if I did something else, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's scary to to not know what you don't know, right? And so that's the whole focus of our show is to just educate you, to give you different tools and tidbits. But in reality, there's no just one certain form or one certain white paper or one certain list that has it all for you to check off, which can cause people to go nuts. You know, just like someone like my husband, who's, you know, an engineer, just really black or white. Right. Right. (laughs) If I'm like, uh, but what about this? So what about this? And, and cause there's spinoffs because everyone's situation is different and we're talking about money, which is personal. And so, um, there's, it's not just a one size fits all. Um, unfortunately, this industry has tried to make it that way you know, with like a compliance spin, right? That we're going to cookie cutter because you're this age or you make this much money or, um, you know, you know, whatever that you fall in this category. Therefore, that's what you have. Right. 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 Um, whereas here at Texas financial advisory, it's, it's very different in that it's individualized, um, you know, not that we force people to have all of their investments with us, but that's a good example of when it makes things hard on us as advisors because we're we're limited. Let's say you've got a million dollars and you're just going to test drive us, right, and give us two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, five hundred thousand. Well, it puts limits on us that we're not used to having <laughs> because yeah, sure. now we we don't know what's going on with the other money. And, you know, we want to make sure we're not duplicating what you're investing outside of here. Or, um, again, it limits the scope of options that we have because that other form of of investments are on the outside of what we are offering. Um, Now, understandably, that happens because let's say you can't move your 401k, but you've got old money that old 401ks that you want to consolidate, you know, in something like that the 401k that you're in that you can't move out of yet, we can look at those options. And again, that's limited. So we know this is all you can do there. So therefore this is what we're going to do on the outside money. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So anyways, again, just goes down to a customized plan. I I mean, I kind of went off on a tangent here. I know we're we're looking at our, our, our list, if you will. Well, I mean, again, the list, um, to topping the list, when are you going to claim Social Security to maximize that benefit? And again, you're right. People don't know to ask that question. And it's it's a little different with Social Security because I actually walked through this with a, a client the other day. We, we, you know, they've switched to do everything online, right? Right. And so if you have not received a statement in the mail lately, that's why, because they want you to go online um, in order to check your record and apply and um, which again, it it's interesting to think about the folks that are getting to social security age. Um, you know, when they were younger, they didn't have computers and the internet. I mean, I was telling my, my seven year old the other day that, you know, mom didn't have internet till like 
ninth grade. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone until I was like almost out of college. And even then I didn't really need it. It was just one of those like Nokia phones that never died. You know, <laughs> you can really do anything with them. I had one of those myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, if, if somebody had to find me, they could, that was about it. Right. Sure, you still sure. use the answering machine back at the house. I mean, uh, but so now we have all these folks going into the social security planning side of things and they're having to fill out the forms, verify their, um, earnings history. And it's a little overwhelming, but the, what I did see walking through that process with this client is there's no real strategy involved. Like they're not asking you questions like, um, you know, would it make sense if you took your ex-spouse's social security for the next three years and then flip to your own or even though you're remarried and you know just different things like that that there are strategies still in play but you're not going to see that when you're applying through social security you know ssa.gov so here at texas financial advisory we actually have software that i've purchased that will go through all the different strategies available to help you maximize the uh you know, withdrawal potential, because that's just it. Like, really, all you're getting is what you take out, right? Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things, it's a longevity play. The longer you live, the more you made, so on and so forth. Um, you know, I find that when people say, well, I'm not going to take Social Security just quite yet because it's making 8%. Well, the benefit base is making 8%. You never can take all that out. Um, so if you're taking from your own personal savings while you're waiting for Social Security, um, you know, that's, that's less money in your pocket that continue to grow and be a, a leap behind for your, you know, your loved ones. So just a lot of things to look at when it comes to social security planning. It's not just, okay, I'm at my full, let me go ahead and take it. Right. Right. Well, and so again, social security. Yes. Um, what about legacy planning? That's something that I mean, people are, from what you've said, they are, they they're one way or the other They're I want to leave a legacy or I, I want to spend all my money. Sure. And I think that what I've found is a lot of people suffer from what we call the sandwich generation. Oh, yeah. They have spent a lot of time and money raising their kids, putting them in the camps, putting them in the private schools, putting them in through college, just really footing the bill for, for their kids. And then they look up and when they're at the you know, the end of the, the race for their own working years. Now their parents are needing some help, are needing some caregiving. And so now they're having to, you know, if not just with time, also financially offset those needs for their, their parents. So, I mean, I, I find that with a lot of folks is they're like, listen, I, I have to take care of the, my kids below me and now my parents what I have here, it needs to last me because I don't think my kids can also take care of me when I get to my parents' age, right? Right. Um, but of course, we do have, you know, generous clients that do want to leave behind a legacy for for kids and grandkids, and there are creative ways that you can do that. And so we try and strive to put together some plans that you are leveraging your investments versus just outright handing over gifts um, for your your loved ones. And, you know, we can do that a lot through the insurance world and not necessarily buying life insurance. There's other insurance products out there that people just don't even know exist. And they're like, wow, I didn't even know that could 
be possible. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have several clients that have set up um, basically pensions for their grandkids. And obviously those pensions won't turn on until their grandkids are in their, say, 50s. Uh, Even, you know, they can wait and take it in their 60s. But, you know, that's a great legacy that they can leave behind. They've created a cash flow for their their grandkids. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So just different things like that that we've been able to put together. Um, Now, of course, life life insurance, there's different strategies with life insurance as well. Um, and yeah, like just, just did one with a, a, a client of ours and the way he structured this is that he, he's the owner of the life insurance policy. The life insurance was the health, you know, aspect of it. The life aspect of it is mm-hmm. on his son, but then the beneficiary of that is the kids, the grandkids. And so what he's done is he's set up an account to fund this so that if something happens to his son, there is a large amount of money to help care for the kids. But it also creates cash value that if if something happens and in the future the son needs to take money, he can take a withdrawal or a loan from the the cash values. Well, again, that's that's really why we're here, as you mentioned before. And again, really, it's all about the income, cash flow, income, however you want to do it. Yeah, it's all about that plan, which we talk about week after week, you know, your TFA financial roadmap. And it it's very hard to describe something that's written <laughs> through a radio show. Yes. And until you come in, we can't show you, right? And so we've opened up opportunities for you to give us a call. I know the holidays are around, it's busy, but really a lot of times you have a lot of downtime because you're not at work. And so it's a great time to come in and meet with one of the advisors here at Texas Financial Advisory or or just simply have a call. So if you'd like that opportunity, give us a call at 844-832-7469. That's 844-TFA-SHOW. As always, I encourage you to go to our website, texasfinancialadvisory.com. A lot of great information there. Sign up to be on our newsletter that goes out each week. Um, and as well, you can actually schedule your appointment from there. Uh, we also like you to visit all our social media, the YouTubes, the Facebooks, all that stuff. YouTube, we've got our actual TV episodes out there. So if you just can't get enough of the radio show and you <laughs> really want to see us, yeah. you can go to the YouTube channel, the Texas Financial Advisory YouTube channel. Sure. I know. How was it uh, doing the TV shows? You like that? We, I really like doing them just because, again, it, it's a different medium. It's a different forum mm-hmm. um, to be able to express our ideas and, and just get our message out to our, our listeners. And um, now, you know, currently it's airing basically at midnight on Saturday mornings on Channel 12 here in, in San Antonio, which surprisingly, there's a lot of people up still. I've been I'm oh, asleep. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm asleep. It's it's really nice to wake up in the morning and see the calls that we got. <laughs> uh, this is a funny story. I know we're running out of time. Yeah. So you know those Jake from State Farm. Yes. Um. So literally, we have a guy that comes in and his wife, and she's like, "I woke up in the middle of the night, and my husband's in there talking to some Lisa lady." <laughs> And and that's all our call center that he was calling in on. And he's and she's like, "Who are you talking to?" <laughs> and he's like, "The ladies on the TV." Yes. And she's like, "What ladies on the TV? This what kind of show is this?" Uh, I'm like, "It's family fun. friendly. It's family friendly. Oh, I promise." Yeah. Even though it's midnight. <laughs> well, again, I mean, you can always just DVR it and uh, watch it at your leisure. Or just go to YouTube. It's there. Go to YouTube. I'm going there now. There you go. Well, why don't we take a quick break, uh, Brooklyn, and uh, come on back and continue. 
The closer we get to retirement, the more we need to make sure our plan is helping to keep our money safe. When we come back, some ideas and strategies that can help us do just that. Back on the Texas Financial Advisory Radio Show with Brooklyn Chandler Willie. I'm consumer advocate Steve Shadow, Brooklyn president and CEO of Texas Financial Advisory. She brings to the table a law degree. You're a certified divorce financial analyst, among other things, Brooklyn. So, uh, you know, I like this when you talk about um, making our plan, and that's, that's what it is. We talk about it every week. So we want our money to be safe. How do we get it? And I'm going to say mostly safe because I'm not sure anything's 100%. So the way we like to describe it here at Texas Financial Advisory, and this is our proprietary uh, way of looking at um, investments, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so we like to group an investment tool into one of three worlds. So it can be in a safe world. So a world that has safe, uh, safety of principle. So in essence, your bank account um, no matter what's happening in the market, your bank account is not affected technically, right? Right. Um, you, of course, can use it. You can have bank fees in there, but the reality is the market could drop 20% and your your bank account's not going to change. Um, sadly, that safe world, even with the raising of interest rates, still does not pay very much for savers. And so to have a lot of money parked in those accounts, you're losing your money safely because it's not, it's not making any interest. Mm -hmm. The middle world, um, it's, it's somewhat like a Venn diagram, right? So it's going to have one leg into the safe world and then one leg into the world that we like to call potential. But that middle world has safety of principle. So whatever you put into it, you're always going to have, you start with 500,000, you're never going to have less than 500,000 unless you spend it but it has some sort of correlation, some sort of measuring stick to earn interest. Um, you know, An example would be like an equity-linked CD. So that's the same CD that the bank was going to give you and pay you 3% floor on. But instead of being a total certificate of disappointment, you have a basket of equities that you are linked to. So maybe it's Apple, Google, Amazon, Pfizer, I don't know. So they give you some sort of measuring stick with a uh, the basket of equities or a group of equities, and those don't change. Now, at the end of your, of your term, right, it's a CD, so whether it's one year, three years, five years, that's when the interest would lock in. It'd either be the floor, right, the guaranteed amount of 3%, or the higher of if the market earned a higher than that floor. So that market basket could totally go down um, in effect, but you would never lose money. You would, in that case, only get the floor. So lots of hybrid vehicles um, to use. And a lot of folks like to offset the risk of the potential world, which is the last world, in order to have some safety and certainty so in that risk world, of course, you've got your traditional stocks, bonds, mutual funds, exchange traded funds, um, real estate investment trusts, so on and so forth. So that world is going to go up. It's going to go down. It's going to go sideways. You can, you know, the good news is we have ways to gauge your risk. So um, 
I like to say that we have, uh, like, if you're bowling, you can put bumpers up on the bowling. I right? like that, yeah. So I can put some bumpers on there so you can at least have an expectation of your, what your volatility is going to look like. Um, I, I can't guarantee that you're going to have a strike just because <laughs> we have these bumpers up. We just won't go in the gutter and lose everything, right? right. So, um, So it's a combination of all three of those worlds when we're putting together your plan that really allows for success because – in times like 2022, when the market has been just painfully slow going down, um, you can switch to your hybrid world for income. Or, you know, again, maybe you've got a lot of money sitting in your safe world uh, for those emergencies that you're going to have in life. Maybe shift that into the hybrid world to get more interest on those accounts but still have a you know access to them if there was an emergency. So it's about perspective. It's about creating a, a plan. The plan is typically written in pencil, though, because life happens, things change, new investments come along, new opportunities come along, and that's when we help you pivot. But without a beginning plan, a written plan, it's really hard. Then our relationship becomes more transactional which doesn't work. We're not here just to sell you stuff. Um, and so, we're, you know, again, we want to look at the big picture because your retirement could last 20, 30, 40 years. And then, you know, again, you could get to that latter part of life and need a lot more income because you need help around the house or need to go into a, a assisted living home. And we want to make sure that you don't run out of money when you're in that in that place of life. Let's talk risk uh, risk tolerance or sure. risk assessment within our plan. It's important to know that. And, and again, I think our risk tolerance changes over the years, gets a little bit more conservative usually, but maybe not always. Well, again, it's about positioning of the assets. If you have everything in the risk world, then you're probably going to choose options that have little volatility because, again, I mean, the market if we could have a market downturn like 2020 where it was a v-shaped recovery you know yeah. it went down in three weeks it was back up in two months um or we could be something like 2022 where we started off high at the beginning of this year and every month it just has been down 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 right um so it you know again it's never good. I mean, what did they say? Don't have all your eggs in one basket, right? right? So yep. if you have all your money in that potential or that risk world, well, then you're going to be a little hesitant on the options within it because you've got to make sure you don't lose money. Whereas if you've positioned money in the hybrid world, that middle world that does have safety of principle, you know, hey, I can't lose that. So maybe I can take a little bit more risk with my my market-based approach are a little more opportunity or be able to buy when things are on sale. So it's, it's just about perspective and strategy. And I find that a lot of people don't have that ability on their own because what you have access to, even though technology is really advanced and you can go online and have an E-Trade account and a, you know, Vanguard and fidelity.com and, they still limit the tools that they give you access to because you're not licensed or you're, you know, you don't, you're not an advisor. Whereas when you have a licensed advisor, it opens up the door to more opportunities. That gives me another, I know we talk about finding the right advisor for, for you. There, 
in this world, there's three types of financial advisors, and this is important to understand. Um, there's the insurance world of, of financial advisors. I don't see that too much where people are just insurance. They're selling just annuities and life insurance. Um, but that was, you know, pretty popular up until about five years ago. Um, and then there's the broker dealer world, and that is the most popular as far as how many advisors exist. And, you know, those are our franchises that you see the ever Joneses, that's the banks, the Wells Fargo's, the Merrill Lynch's, the, you know, Morgan Stanley's, those folks, right? And in that broker-dealer world, they, yes, they represent, you know, they, 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 they sell products to their clients, but the employer is who they owe the duty to, not the client. And so the employer is going to dictate what investments they offer to the client and then, you know, again, if that advisor leaves, I mean, the, the client's still owned by the Morgan Stanley, the, uh, you know, Raymond James, you know, what right, have you. Sure. So that's kind of the duty of, you know, we talk about the fiduciary duty or the suitability duty. A broker dealer does not have a fiduciary duty to you. Um, and the advisor that works for them, their duty of loyalties to the employer, not the client. The third type is what we are here at Texas Financial Advisory. We are a registered investment advisory firm. So what that means is that we have a contract between ourselves and our clients that says we're representing you. We're, you know, what we recommend is for your best interest. And we have a duty of loyalty, duty of care. Um, and, you know, we're not selling you something because there's some sort of incentive for us to go on a trip or get a watch or I don't know what else is out there. Cause again, I don't live in that world. Um, but it, it's what's, what's the best fit for you. So, and again, the, the opportunities are endless as far as what options we choose because there's no sales quota. Like we're not required to sell so much of American funds this month, you know, it's finding the right fit for you in order to totally enhance your your plan. So it's just different. And people don't understand the difference until they kind of go through the process, which is why we set aside time to have a conversation one-on-one -on -one, um, with, you know, myself or one of the advisors here at Texas Financial Advisory. And uh, the number here is 844-832-7469. That's 844-TFA-SHOW. Um, as always, you can visit our website, texasfinancialadvisory.com. A lot of great information there. You can actually set your own appointment from from that, from our website. That sounds great. Uh, Brooklyn, 844-832-7469. Uh, that is the number. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. Come back and uh, pick up the conversation right here on uh, the Texas Financial Advisory Radio Show with Brooklyn Chandler Willing. When we come back, it's time for questions from our listeners. Good stuff right after this. on the Texas Financial Advisory Radio Show with Brooklyn Chandler. Willie, I'm Steve Siddall, and uh, we have a great conversation today covering a lot of ground, but you know people still have questions, and that's uh, that's really what this segment is all about. Um, so, Brooklyn, when you... What what kind of mood do you, are, are you feeling, you know, not between your clients and, and even, you know, the other advisors? Are, is there a general consensus of how things are? Well, 
again, I guess my perspective is a little different than most. I, I find it interesting talking to people outside of my industry just to kind of see what where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my husband's in commercial construction, and so it's been a ride, right? I mean, the cost of building things, the cost of material, the cost of, you know, the delays of getting supplies. And so in their world, the conversation is about economics and just, yeah, well, the economics are bad. That's why we can't do this. And I mean, again, I'm like, I don't know if the economy is bad right now, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's, it's different perspectives because I mean, I'm not building any buildings, but I mean, I'm not trying to find doorknobs or whatever. Um, so, it, you know, I talk to people in healthcare and they're frustrated because of insurance and the, you know, the hurdles and the barriers of health insurance. And, you know, you want to provide the best care for your patient, but when you're have constri constrictions because of what, health insurance is going to pay for it dictates what they can you know what they can recommend what they can prescribe right and that's it's kind of frustrating because you're trying to heal a human or save their life and because insurance isn't going to cover it and to pay for it out of pocket is out of control um you know again that's frustrating for them um so I think it's just all about perspectives and, you know, where we sit here today. Um, again, I wouldn't do anything different than what we've done in the past as far as putting plans together for, for clients and income plans, because that's where we, we really hang our hat. I think it's made me, I guess, the seriousness of it when I meet with prospective clients, like, hey, listen, this is all you have saved. And, you know, we don't want to take these huge risks and, if we do take risks, it wants to be, we want to be calculated because you cannot go resave this. And so I think that's where my shift has been more so uh, because, you know, going on 15 years of doing this, it's, it's not been easy. I mean, even in the good years when the market was doing well, we had other issues that we were <laughs> dealing with. So um, I don't know. I think that for me personally, it's just been, more of a, a gravity of the situation. And I've lost a lot of clients as far as passing. I've had a lot of clients pass away, um, be it COVID, be it cancer. And, you know, we're looking at folks and we're like, life is not promised. You're not promised tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure we get everything the best that we can do. It may not be perfect, but we're going to just do our very best. Right. And uh, again, it's the kind of thing where a phone call can get the ball rolling, folks. 844-832-7469. All right, let's jump into a couple of questions. Uh, Axel is in Austin. He says, in two years, my wife and I will be 67 years old and qualified to receive full Social Security benefits. Now, we have IRA accounts with a combined value of about a million dollars. What can my wife and I, how can I, my wife and I reduce income tax when we start to withdraw from our IRA accounts during retirement years? Sounds like you got a job there. <laughs> um, I wonder if Axel's real name is Axel. Like, is that a nickname? I don't know. I don't know. I would like for him to come in so I can ask. <laughs> is that your God-given name? Because your mom probably was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And if not, if you pick that name, then you're probably a little crazy, which yeah. I like. Yeah. Um, okay. So 
I see this time and time again where people have just stuffed money into their 401ks, their thrift savings plans. There were no such things as Roth 401ks or Roth TSPs or, you know, I've not seen any Roth 403bs. But um, so you're in the same boat as the majority of of retirees in the fact that you've put over a million dollars in accounts that you've not paid the tax on but there's always tax due. So what we know today is what the tax code is. We know it'll be this way through the end of 20, 2025. And then after that in 2026, the tax code um, changes to go back to the way it was in 2017, which what that in, means to you, Axel, is between now and 2025, there's about an 8% discount on taxes if you were to pay taxes out of these accounts and move them into a tax-free account. And there's several different accounts you can move them into. But, um, you know, that's really where our um, combination of investment planning plus tax planning comes into play because we want to make sure however you invest the money also is uh, tax-efficient you know, we don't want to undo. So for example, we had a client that did a Roth conversion and then they just called up like last week and said, we need to make a contribution to our IRA. And I was like, guys, you just did a Roth conversion. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, like two steps forward, five steps back. Yeah. Um, so what did so you do? We didn't let them do a Roth IRA contribution. It was not prudent. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, put it in the brokerage account. Um, or convert more of your IRA. I mean, yeah. you know, again, it's really great to have not, you know, again, I wish I'd known Axel and his wife, maybe even five years ago so that we could have still have over a million dollars, but now have some in tax free and then the rest in tax deferred. So the good news is there are strategies. I don't know which one's going to work for you guys. When we meet, we can go through that in more detail. Um, we do provide the tax strategies here as well as tax preparation if you need it, because again, you know, your tax return is going to look a little different, but if you have a tax preparer, we don't say you have to fire them. We'll work with them to make sure everything's put in place. Sure. I like it. 844-832-7469. Jonathan is up next in New Braunfels. Uh, he says, not going to lie, I don't know a lot about 401ks or taxes. Uh, just learning as I listen. So I'm struggling to understand the advantage. How does it help me if I still need to pay taxes when I withdraw the money later? Is there a strategy to this? So Jonathan's struggling with a little bit, the, a little bit of analysis paralysis. And I find this happens quite a bit when people are trying to become an expert and they're trying to find all the, you know, all the tips and tricks and they're on Yahoo finance and watching the talking heads on TV or listening to the talking heads on radio. Yeah. Um, and so I really think the best thing for you, Jonathan, is to find the right advisor for you so that, you can come up with a customized plan because you trying to research everything. Um, again, you're never going to know it all. It's just not your job. And if it was your job, then you, you could be doing something totally different. Right. Mm -hmm. um, 
so I, I would encourage you to come in, meet with one of the advisors here at Texas Financial Advisory. Let us show you how to do it. Again, you could take that knowledge and go implement it yourself because that's our risk, right? We don't charge you to come in. Um, we do find people need more than just a one trick pony. They need a comprehensive plan. And so that's what we're able to provide for you, which creates more of a long-term relationship. So give us a call here at 844-832-7469 or just visit the website, texasfinancialadvisory.com and you can schedule your appointment from there. All right. Fred uh, is up next. Uh, Fred's in Gonzalez. He says, uh, this gets a little complicated. When you withdraw monies from a 401k plan, pay the taxes and reinvest the balance into a Roth 401k, is there a waiting period of five years before the profit is tax-free? We'll just leave it at that. Is, is, what, what do you think? And what is the five-year rule? A five-year rule in the Roth 401k is a standalone five-year rule. If you move it to a Roth IRA, that can restart the five years. So oh, okay. we encourage people that if they're going to do a Roth 401k, that you need to also open a Roth IRA even if you're just putting in a minimal amount so that you can start the, the clock. So that is important to know about. So um, like my my employees here, we offer a, four, a Roth 401k. Well, they all have Roth IRAs outside of our plan so that, w you know, when they retire, they can roll their Roth 401ks into the Roth IRA and not restart the five-year plan. Ooh, that's really smart. So, so that's the... 401k. The other thing about a Roth 401k that you have to know about is if you leave your money in a Roth 401k and you get to that magical age of 72, you still have to take, you have still have to factor in that account into what you have to take as a RMD from your other accounts, which could definitely bring that up. And so a lot of people are like, wait a minute, I already paid tax on that. Well, you did but it's still a factor into how much you have to take from the monies that you had not paid tax on. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it's in a Roth IRA, it does not count towards the required minimum distribution. Great. I, yeah. Well, again, I think that that makes, that makes so much sense. And that uh, I love what you said about starting a, a Roth on your own. So Neither asset allocation nor diversification guarantee that's, a profit rate protected against the loss now, of the market. Roth Their methods IRAs used to help investment risk. Are, are a little more flexible because you're able to self-direct. You you own that. There's still a five-year rule in that, in meaning that whatever gains it makes in the first five years, if you use the gains, then you effectively have to pay tax on the gains. You can touch the principal in the first five years. You just can't take the gains. So um, still some rules with the Roth IRAs. But if you go with that plan that I just brought up, have a Roth 401k, have a Roth IRA on the outside. Even if you have just a nominal amount in the Roth IRA um, and people go, well, how do I have a Roth IRA? Because I, I, I can't contribute. Well, then you just need to do a Roth conversion on part of your IRA right. to move it over to a Roth, even if it's just like 10 grand or something yeah. um, or smaller, like whatever, whatever makes sense. But that way that, that five year kickoff begins so that, in the future, you can add to it and not have to restart five-year rules. I like it. Well, again, on that note, we are out of time once again, Brooklyn. Let's uh, let's just invite folks to call. There's still some spots on the calendar, I see. 
Yeah. And, and again, this is just an opportunity to come in, discuss your situation, get more information from us. Uh, you know, I do my very best to squeeze in as much as possible in an hour's time. But it, in reality, there is just so much more and a lot we can get done when you come in and meet one on one with myself or one of the advisors here at Texas Financial Advisory. To do that, give us a call, 844-832-7469. That's 844-TFA show or visit the website texasfinancialadvisory.com you can actually see the standard and poor's 500 s p 500 is an unmanaged group of securities considered to be representative of the stock market in general it is a market value weighted index with each stock's weight and the index proportionate to its market value maximizing your social security benefits assumes foreknowledge of your date of death if as an example you wait to claim a higher monthly benefit amount but you predecease your average life expectancy it would have been better for you to claim your benefits at an earlier age with reduced benefits financial advisory radio show with social security administration or any other government agency please consider the investment objectives risks charges and expenses carefully before investing in variable annuities the prospectus which contains this and other information about the variable annuity contract and the underlying investment options can be obtained from the insurance company or your financial professional. Be sure to read the prospectus carefully before deciding whether to invest. The investment return and principal value of the variable annuity investment options are not guaranteed. Variable annuity subaccounts fluctuate with changes in market conditions. The principal may be worth more or less than the original amount invested when the annuity is surrendered.